So right as she's about to enter society again, the door gets shut right in her face. And now she's in isolation because of COVID. And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. From the desert to the sea and across the globe, this is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. This is Tony Dufresne, PhD. Glad to be back with you. Hey, everybody on YouTube as well. I've got that thing going. Let's just get everybody caught up, shall we? We have not uh, awoken from our Kafka-esque nightmare to find ourselves in a less confusing uh, world. We are back in the third or fourth or fifth wave of COVID, depending on where you happen to be in the U.S. You know, we had Thanksgiving here, and we decided that... Um, you know, the hell with the data and whatnot, and we just can't suck it up for one year and not go traveling about and to create super spreader situations. And so, of course, you have that because there's a lot of people here that still just don't get it, and they rolled off into their little family pods, and they're going to come back, and it's going to be a wave upon a wave. And it's not like the scientists haven't been warning of this particular situation, because this even happened back in the 1918 flu. When it turned colder, there was another surge happening. So all that being said, what I would like to do this week is to turn your COVID frown upside down and talk about different ways to cope in isolation. And this all came from a New York Times article that I read a little bit ago about an astronaut and an Antarctic researcher and uh, one of the women that were involved in the Biosphere 2 experiment back in the 90s, actually that being up here in northern Arizona. And all three of those people were in a situation where they were in extreme levels of isolation, not only for a long period of time, but it was for it was for a long period of time. And then it went further than they expected. So the goalposts were moved on them and they had to like suck it up and reset themselves even after being in this isolation type of a situation for such a long period of time. But out of that came a lot of knowledge and it came a lot of coping mechanisms and skills that we can use today in our current situation. And I think if anybody can offer isolation advice, it's NASA astronaut Christina Koch. Now, she spent six months in the International Space Station, six months. Then it was pretty much her time to go. And she was packing her bags, figuratively, and uh, ready to head back to Earth. And NASA called up and said, oh, hold on a second. We're going to extend your visit up there. And it's going to be another five months. So Christina ends up not staying up there for her six-month stint, which in and of itself was very challenging from an isolation standpoint. Now she's got five more months put on that to where she's up there for almost 11 months in isolation. Then that's not even the end of it. So she gets back in February of 2020. She goes through her rehab. Then what happens right after that? COVID hits. So right as she's about to enter society again, the door gets shut right in her face. And now she's in isolation because of COVID. So she's got 11 months up in the space station. Then she comes back and then she's isolated because she has to extensively rehab. Then she's like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's get the party going. And boom. So the bottom line for her and her coping advice is 
be okay with the changes. Adapt your hopes and dreams to the changing situation and make the best of it. Which is basic Stoic philosophy, right? It's not the event itself. It's not being reactive to the event itself. It's reframing what the event is and putting yourself in a position where you can cope and you have realistic expectations through that particular situation, which is different than what you expected to begin with. You know, that's how we drag ourselves down a lot. We have these certain expectations and they don't even have to be high expectations. They can be like basic common expectations. The lower the bar, the more pissed you get because the expectation is like, oh, well, this is like bottom line. This should be easy type of a thing. She also added, it's really important to learn to accept and be comfortable with unpredictability. Now that's built into her astronaut training. So she was sort of honed into that, but you've got to accept and be comfortable with unpredictability. And what is that? That goes against all basic human functions. I mean, all we want to do is create predictability in our lives from an instinctual survival standpoint. And so this is more of a meta thing where you have to kind of think about that. Think about the thinking and kind of expand yourself out of just that basic instinctual survival mode and into a more you know metacognition mode in regards to understanding. You have to be okay with the unpredictability. Because it is a part of life. or There's no way it's not. So many people fight that. So many people come into counseling and they fight the fact that it's not, they can't create a high enough level of predictability in their lives to where they feel comfortable. I'm like, well, the anxiety that you have in your life is because you're trying to create predictability in your life. And you you can do it to some level, but you can't do it on all aspects. Now, the next guy I want to talk about, he's an Australian researcher. His name is David Knopf, and he spent a year in a remote Antarctic research station. Uh, This is at a time down there when from May to July, there's practically zero daylight. So not only is he very isolated with a very small group of people in the middle of nowhere in Antarctica, where the high, the heat wave is 19 degrees. From May to July, it's like dark 24 hours a day. Not only that, David's down there with his people, and he's ready to come back home. And of course, what happens? He has to extend his stay for four months, unexpectedly, because it ran right up against the COVID outbreak. He said it was analogous to surviving the toughest game of your life, just to find out it's going into overtime. So his advice after all that is to be flexible and to change with your surroundings. And make the best of the situation you're in. Does that sound familiar? Again, it's the basic or the cornerstone of Stoic philosophy. It's the basic cornerstone of logotherapy with Viktor Frankl. It's the same thing that Christina said about staying 11 months up in space. So lastly, there's Jane Pointer. Now, Jane was a researcher in the Biosphere 2 experiment, which happened in the early 90s up here in northern Arizona. I've actually been by the place. It was a situation to where they had this enclosed Earth biosphere space, and they had and they wanted to see if they could create a sustainable environment within these domes that had their own rainforest, they had their own farms. It was like a little mini Earth, and there were eight of them. And they stayed in there for two years. Now, interestingly enough, the eight people actually broke into two different groups of four. 
that were at each other. <laughs> Does it sound familiar? So as a side note, she said, eight's a terrible number if you want a group. It's got to be an odd number, so there can't be two balanced groups. But in regards to her being in there for two whole years with these eight people, with four people that she couldn't stand because apparently there was a big rift. Now, the main thing that she got from that was when you're enclosed for a long period of time, you come face to face with yourself, which is a really good point, isn't it? Because that's what we're all facing. And that's why sometimes it just sucks or it's so scary or it's so aggravating or anxious because we have to face things that we've been trying to bury or we've been trying to pivot away from for a long period of time. She also brings up this thing called the third quarter phenomenon. And if any of you guys are in sports or have played sports, you kind of get this. The third quarter is it's past the halfway point, but it's not close to being done. And actually, there was a 2018 study published by the Journal of Human Performance in Extreme Environments. There is a journal that's called that. And they indicated that that third quarter period impacts performance the most, regardless of how long the mission is. And actually what Jane said was her solution was mindset and it was being patient. Now, it seems oversimplistic, but it sort of is. I mean, that's kind of what it is. A lot of people try to pile on a lot of different things or try to over explain things or overthink it. But really, that's what it comes down to. So from a stoic philosophy standpoint, the solutions in terms of what we're going through with the isolation and the anxiety and the loneliness, part of being stoic is the ability to keep a calm mind. It's by controlling our thoughts and not trying to control our surroundings. We cannot control our surroundings to the degree that we would like to. Now, Seneca, who was one of the great stoic philosophers, said we are often more disturbed by our imagination than by reality. We tend to overblow certain things depending upon our particular state of mind. Now, there's some people that have a negativity bias to where they're always looking at the negative aspects and trying to brace themselves for the, for the oncoming storm. There's also the people that have positivity biases where they look, they're overly optimistic on things and then they get super bummed out when it doesn't happen that way. All these things are created in your own mind. It's your own imagination versus the reality that happens. The reality that happens should be a day-to-day, minute-to-minute, second-to-second type of a situation to where you evaluate that at that time and keep yourself in context. Keep yourself with the understanding that this thing's going to come up and I'm going to deal with it and I'm going to move on. On that note, Epictetus, which is another one of the major Stoic philosophers, said, Circumstances don't make the man. They only reveal him to himself. It's interesting because the circumstances that we're in right now are extremely challenging and very atypical. And what that's exposing is limitations that you may have in regards to being with yourself or having a calm mind or confronting certain things that you have been pushing down by being busy or by doing other things or by being overly social. When these things come up, that creates even more anxiety over and above the fact that you don't have anybody else or you can't go out there and mix and mingle to disperse that energy. And that's why we're having so many issues now. And that's why they anticipate that over the next year or two, there's going to be a ton of mental health requests from this particular thing because once the toothpaste is out of the tube you can't really put it back and once you start to confront these things you can start to go back into a semi-normal or a new normal type of a life after all this is a little more contained 
But those things that are coming up right now, you're going to have to deal with them in some form or fashion or try not to deal with them. But when you do that, that becomes a dysfunctional aspect. And it's called a toxic coping mechanism, which could be going out and drinking all the time or hanging out with your friends or being on social media 10 hours a day. This also comes into the one of the basic cornerstones of stoicism, and it's social duty. It reframes your sacrifices to necessary actions and civic duty as a virtuous citizen. It's not super hard just to be a team player. And that's kind of what they're talking about in regards to social duty is understanding the big picture in these things. Now, the problem is, is that there's a lot of people who really can't because they're just not wired that way. They're wired more in survival mode. They're wired more in the, you know, eat the one marshmallow instead of wait for the second one type of a thing. And I wish I could say that there was an easy solution to that, but there isn't. It's just the way that they are. Another aspect of the philosophy that can help us during this particular period of time is to go with the flow and to be in harmony with nature. If you need to be in isolation, surrender to it, accept it, don't react, and don't panic. It's not forever. It's a new thing, and it's a scary thing, and it's going to be clunky and wonky, and you're going to be uncomfortable in it, but that's okay. It's okay to be uncomfortable in this particular situation because as you become uncomfortable in a situation, that's when you start to see alternatives. That's when it pushes you into the fact that you can modify your mindset. You can pivot to another and reframe to another reality in your mind to help you cope with a new reality outside of your mind. Now, remember, lastly, anxiety is not caused by the circumstance. It's caused by your thoughts and reactions to the circumstance. This is all up to you. Again, it's a personal power, self-improvement, personal development, you know, based in stoic philosophical thought. It's not some back of the cereal box thing. It's something that's been tried and true and proven for long periods of time. It's something that all of these people who have dealt with severe forms of isolation, way more than we're doing right now, they use that to cope They used it to maintain a healthy outlook on life and to be productive and to move forward one day at a time. So that being said, I hope uh, things are well. I hope you can use these things. I hope you can understand that there's there's a way out. I hope you can understand that there are some solutions to this. And if you're having trouble or having problems, or if you have additional questions on this, you can always get a hold of me at Tony at javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D. Uh, you can also, there's a lot of other resources out there in regards to coping through this particular thing. Please continue to reach out to your friends and to your tribe to maintain those relationships. It's extremely important not to downward spiral into your own little four by four world and continue your connections through this process. We're going to get through this. It's a, just a wonky, unusual new situation that we have to band together, as well as uh, overcompensate for the people that just don't get it and that are actually creating more problems than solutions. But there's no way around that. It just kind of is what it is. It's human nature, and it's the way that it is. You can go to the website, javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D for all of the 250 or so podcasts. Also, head over to YouTube if you want to see the video on it. Hope things are well. I will talk to you next week. Bye.